0: This is The Breakfast Wrap with John Moore.
1: Hi, it's John Moore. This is The Breakfast Wrap for this Thursday, May 18th. Here's the weather forecast for today sunny and a high of 15 degrees. It's that simple. Here are the five things you need to know. Number one, Doug Ford says he's ready to break up the Peel region. Patrick Brown will join more in the morning at 8.20 a.m. Number two, WestJet starts cancelling flights ahead of a strike. Number three, a funeral for a slain OPP officer will take place today. Number four, the search continues for a missing man with Downs Syndrome. And number five, Harry and Megan chased through Manhattan.
0: The Breakfast Wrap with John Moore.
1: fairly dramatic music to start our show today mike catherwood a little bit of blues i guess we could say mixing it up it's the raccontours the with jack white jack white okay of the white stripes okay good to know aren't we uh, all raconteurs i'm i'm very glad to know that i'm still hip enough to recognize all of those references so uh 508 on a Thursday morning and two degrees. So we're back to where we were yesterday morning, which is, I, I don't know about you, but I spent all day yesterday stepping outside of the house and going, why is it so cold? And putting on heavier and heavier jackets as the day continued because I was just so bitterly unhappy with how cold it was yesterday. And so we continued today. And just so you know, today's high is only 15 degrees. So we continue with this. And maybe it's time we called Bill Coulter and said, why is this happening? Uh, Bill Coulter, meteorologist at CP24. And yeah, I'd, I mean, I would love to know why here we are on this 18th of May and it's as cold as it is. And please, if you're about to rip out the cell phone and start sending me texts about where's your global warming now? Uh, okay, <laughs> we will have days where it is cooler. I don't think it necessarily mitigates against the, you know, the the grand theory that's dating back to about the 1860s that there is such a thing as global warming. So one of the stories we are definitely going to unpack today, because a lot of you listening right now may be absolutely directly impacted by it. But Doug Ford has revealed that he is set to break up Peel region. And so the big question is, what does that mean? What does it mean for Mississauga? What does it mean for uh, Brampton? What does it mean for Caledon? And I don't want to, you know, underestimate the impact this has on Caledon, but it's also important to appreciate that, you know, Mississauga is closing in on a million people. Brampton's not that far behind. And then Caledon's like 18,000 people. And I'm very fond of Caledon. I heard from some Caledonians yesterday because I was talking about the fact that back in the day when I used to be a sponsor for um, Connecticut, the water system people, they're based in Caledon. And so I would spend time in Caledon. I would go out and they would have uh, foot races and uh, triathlons and all kinds of other things. And then, you know, there was the occasional horseback riding thing. And so, you know, I'm very fond of Calumet, but I'm also appreciative of the fact that the impact of this just in terms of sheer population on Brampton and Mississauga is that much more significant. So um, we are going to be talking with the mayor of Brampton, Patrick Brown on the show. And I woke up at 2 a.m. and had a message from Bonnie Crombie saying she wanted to appear on our show this morning. So we're going to be figuring out how, uh, you know, where that configures. Um, Joe Cristiano, I think you decided you would text her at like 6 so we don't have to wake up the mayor of Mississauga. I mean I would hope that she has her phone notification silenced while she's sleeping. But just in case, I'm going to wait. I don't know. I mean I don't want to wake her up. But we will, since she requested to be on the show this morning, um, we'll find a spot for her. So what does this all mean? I'm not sure, to be perfectly honest. I mean, there are a lot of arguments as to why certain governments are amalgamated. And frankly, if—I think it would be somewhat fraught or freighted—but if Doug Ford were to announce that he was amalgamating— Mississauga and Brampton and Caledon, I would not be terribly surprised, but instead what he's decided to do apparently is to break them all up and let them be what they be. And that also makes sense. You know, I have a certain fondness for Brampton because it's where my uncle Sanford and my grandmother lived. The whole, you know, all of my youth, we would... Um, hit the road from Montreal and head to Brampton to visit with my father's brother and their mother. And they all lived in Brampton. So I recognize that they are very much, you know, Brampton and Mississauga are not the same place. If you are a Bramptonite, you do not, you know, you would not identify as a Mississaugan, even if your water processing and sewage processing and various other things and your policing are merged you, you know, would feel that you are a Bramptonite or a Mississauga. Caledonians, I guess, probably have the same sense of independence. But, you know, all of this comes down to the fact that I get why Toronto, for example, was amalgamated more than 20 years ago. But I also appreciate that if you were a Scarbarian, um, then you kind of felt like you were force fed into another, another jurisdiction. So, um, I have no other special analysis of this story this morning. I'm going to let the spokespeople and stakeholders speak for themselves, but this is a pretty dramatic, uh, development and it, it effectively, I mean, when you consider Mississauga, people used to reflect on Mississauga as if it was, well, this is where people sleep. But really, they live in and work in Toronto. And then eventually Mississauga became this very independent, very vibrant community. Um, you know, you got the Maryland Towers and various other things going on. And so, you know, Mississauga now is, you know, it's your Declaration of Independence. So I'm looking forward to a conversation with Bonnie Crombie. Although, Bonnie, if you're listening right now. Um, we do have to trim it up <laughs> the, the last time, I think it was the last time, uh, that Bonnie Crombie appeared on the show. Um, she was going on at length and I interrupted and she said, no, 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 I have two more things to say. And I said, Bonnie, you know, <laughs> this is not a press conference. You are a guest on our show. So hopefully it goes better.
0: You're listening, listening. to The Breakfast Wrap with John Moore. John Moore. Let's say good morning to News Talk 1010's John Moore for what Toronto is talking about. John, good morning. Uh, It looks like we have a Peel region divorce on our hands. A source tells CTV News that the Ford government is expected to announce sometime today that Mississauga and uh, Brampton, Caledon, they're going their separate ways.
1: Yeah, this is a pretty significant development, as a matter of fact, because, you know, some people might have advocated that all of these municipalities should be integrated, actually, and created Mm -hmm. into one region. But instead, Mississauga is getting its independence. So it's a bit of an American revolution. Uh, Bonnie Crombie is going to be joining us on the show today. So is Patrick Brown of Brampton. I guess the lesser cousin in this whole thing (laughs) would be Caledon, population 18,000, not to be discarded Necessarily, But this is a pretty significant reorganization of regional interests.
0: Oh, for sure it is. And we know that this is something that former Mississauga Mayor uh, Hazel McCallion really wanted as well. Um, turning to this now, there will be a funeral today for OPP Sergeant Eric Mueller, who was killed in the line of duty uh, last Thursday near Ottawa.
1: We have had far too many police funerals in the last six months, and there will be a funeral today, a, uh, an official funeral, a police funeral, but actually a private funeral, so the public is not invited. But Eric Mueller, 42 years old, was killed in an ambush in which two other police officers were also injured. The funeral taking place today at 11 a.m. in Ottawa.
0: And John, it looks like WestJet is cancelling their flights ahead of this uh, possible strike, which is set to happen tomorrow at 5 a.m. if nothing happens at the bargaining table.
1: Yeah, this is a degree of chaos, certainly, for people who are flying and even those who can get out of where, whatever destination they're flying out of, then they have to ask the question, am I going to be able to get home? But mm-hmm. WestJet pilots are going on strike. It takes place tomorrow, and the company has decided to start canceling flights now.
0: Yeah, just as a, as a precaution, I guess, or to prepare for this. Um, also, news came yesterday that remains found in a car submerged in Lake Ontario actually belong to a man who's been missing since 1983.
1: what an incredible story this is. And I think people are always going to find stories about, you know, cold case files very compelling. This is a man who disappeared in 1983 at the age of 36. He was a prison guard. And they discovered, actually, they were researching another submerged vehicle. They pulled that out. Then they discovered, you know, a nearby vehicle. They pulled that one out. And they discovered the remains of this guy who's been missing since 1983. This is a presumed homicide.
0: Mm, Okay. And uh, let's end on this. Uh, I guess the scene here is all too reminiscent of what happened with uh, Princess Diana. But Prince Harry and Meghan uh, made a getaway in an NYC taxi after being trailed by paparazzi.
1: Oh, I spent so much time yesterday listening to people talking about this incident, and apparently it went on for about two hours. It involved stops at two different police stations. Harry and Megan were at an awards show, they were with Megan's mom, they got into a vehicle Mm. and they ended up being, according to their allegations, chased for more than two hours. Um, I'll let you guys discuss this. I always say that our fifth topic is is a couch topic. It's something you guys can all talk about. But I find it a bit weird, to be mm. perfectly honest. I mean, get in your car, go to where you're going. Yes, it's annoying to be chased by people on scooters and people in cars, but just go to where you're going Exit the vehicle. Right. Go in. Go into the hotel. Exactly. I'm. I'm not absolutely convinced that this is actually the level of chaos that Harry and Meghan are mm. are uh, you know alleging.
0: Right. If you're being chased, kind of just stop and like, kind of like when you're walking and you think someone's following you. Yeah. Stop. Turn around. Look and be like, okay, let's let's end this. All right. I'm sure <laughs> we're going to be chatting about it. News Talk 1010's John Moore. Have a great show, John. And we'll talk with you tomorrow. Take care.
1: Okay. Jennifer Shung over at CP24, and this is your very first opportunity. If you want to pick a fight with me, go ahead. 71010 is where you can send a text. But right from the get-go, I was in the car on my way home. Uh, I listened to Jerry, and then sometimes I pop over to a guy named Michael Smirconish, who is a satellite talk radio host in the United States, because I like following... American discussions and American talk radio, as you know. And they had this as breaking news: Harry and Megan being chased through the streets of New York for two hours. And my very first reaction was, I'm, you know, what is necessarily like in order to have a chase, the person who's driving your car has to speed up and launch the chase. And you know, then on, on social media, I had all kinds of people weighing in with, um, what's his name, Popeye, uh, the 1970s movie that has the greatest car chase that ever happened, which I am forgetting right now, but uh, I think you guys on the other side of the glass will remember the name of the movie. No? Is it Bullet? No. Oh. Uh, although Bullet does have one of the greatest all-time chases. Um, now, somebody's going to text within seconds. Um But, but I mean, in order to have a chase, you have to be chased. And if you're just navigating yourself through traffic, and yes, I'm sure it's incredibly annoying to have photographers on scooters next to your car, firing off cameras next to you with flash bulbs and everything else. I'm sure that's horribly annoying. But if you just drive to wherever it is you're going and then you get out of the car and go into the place where you are staying, it's not a chase. And so, yeah, like I said, if you want to pick a fight with me and uh, you guys already, somebody wants to weigh in by phone to tell me what the, uh, okay, sorry, I'm, if I could find the cursor on my uh, computer, it would be very, very helpful. Doug's on the line from Waterdown. Hi, Doug. French Connection, brother. Thank you. Uh, Popeye Doyle. You got it. Thanks, man. Gene (laughs) Admin. Yes, who's retired now, sadly, even though he's like 93, 94 years old. Doug, thanks a lot. I I appreciate that. Thanks, brother. Okay. Um, And, yeah, I, I always remember when I was a kid, and we were trying to think of something, and my mother would always say, That in the middle of the night, she was going to sit bolt upright in bed and say, I remember what it is. And so that's like that, the French connection. And so my thanks to Doug from Waterdown, who uh, called in to uh, supply that piece of information. All right. So listen, we're in a certain center of chaos here. So uh, we'll press the reset button and come back in a sec.
0: Subscribe today and always hear the latest episode of The Breakfast Wrap with John Moore
1: much as we harped on it yesterday, we'll harp on it today. It's cold out there. It's two degrees. And um, Joe Cristiano, you're saying you got a text from Nick and he may have had his his flight canceled he to just uh, sent, Fort Myers? Yeah, he just sent me a photo of the board at the airport and shows the WestJet flight to Fort Lauderdale and Las Vegas have been canceled. The New York one is still hanging on. No, okay, well... Maybe he should go to New York. His Fort Fort Myers one still, it looks like it's still there, but the Fort Lauderdale and Las Vegas ones have been canceled. Okay, so this is a moving target this morning that we will continue to cover, but it does seem that uh, it's inevitable that there's going to be a work disruption at WestJet. Pilots um, are supposed to walk out tomorrow. And as you've heard every day this week, Nick has been talking about how he's off to Fort Myers with his uh, production partner on his podcast, and he figured he was going to be able to get out, and then he'd just have to figure out how to get home because lots of lots of people fly out of Fort Myers. Um, but it appears that WestJet is starting to cancel flights. So, uh, obvious advice: if you are flying with WestJet, check. And, um, you know, if your flight is being canceled, then you'll be able to adjust. I mean, it's going to be an incredible disappointment, but you'll be able to adjust whatever it is you're doing. But I'm very sorry to hear that because I know, you know, you only get a few weeks off a year, right? When you, you have a job. And Nick's been looking forward to this for the longest time and now because of a labor dispute it looks like he may be disappointed. So like I said we'll continue to track this today but it uh, I was you know offering yesterday on the show that okay so how does it work like if you're flying Toronto Winnipeg on WestJet and they're going to fly the plane out but then they're going to have to ground the plane where it is and then worry about the crew, maybe they're not going to fly out of Toronto to begin with. And it appears that maybe that is the direction that they are taking. So um, pick a fight with me, if you will. And I'm certainly eager to hear what our pundits have to say. Mart Tui is on the morning brief at 6.20, and then we have the round tables at uh, 7.45 and 8.45. But at the risk of being uncharitable about Harry and Meghan, I'm sorry. I'm not even like, you know, I've had a few people via text saying, well, you know, you got to understand his mother was killed in a car accident in a chase, in a chase where the driver was drunk and where, again, there and, and, you know, like I said, pick a fight with me, if you will. Maybe I am completely off base with this, but I never understood the chase with Diana either you get into a car and the car is supposed to take you to where you are sleeping. It, and, and there are people around you with flashbulbs who are on scooters, which is somewhat alarming, but you drive your car at a magisterial pace and you get to the place where you are going and you get out of your vehicle and you go into the place where you are going to sleep. There is no reason to run away from the paparazzi, as annoying as the paparazzi can be. And believe me, you know, I watched a documentary a few years ago about how they will simply camp outside of your house if you are a Hollywood celebrity. And, you know, when you step outside in the morning to go and get an orange juice at the corner store, they will follow you. But still, that you know, that you don't have to get into a vehicle and speed away at hundred kilometers an hour. And frankly, I don't understand how you can spend two hours driving around Manhattan. I mean, two hours in Manhattan is Manhattan. Um, I mean, two hours driving from a destination in Manhattan is New Jersey and further, frankly, it's Connecticut. Um, so yeah, you can totally accuse me of being uncharitable in all of this, but I simply don't understand how everything came so unhinged in Manhattan two nights ago when it comes to Harry and Meghan. Uh, Let's see. What else do we have this morning? We have the unfortunate um, circumstance of another police funeral. And that will be unfolding, actually, probably, depending on how the networks, if the networks are covering or if CP24 are covering, depending on how they begin their coverage, uh, there will be a cortege beginning probably at around 9, 9.30 this morning. But the funeral itself for Eric Mueller is taking place at 11 a.m. in Ottawa. And the 42-year-old father of two is going to be remembered. And I guess eventually we'll learn more about the circumstances of his death. But I think what we can all agree on is that there has been a spate in a series of police murders, which all seem to be ambushes. Just, you know, um, police officers showing up at a domestic dispute or police officers showing up because neighbors say there's something going on at the house next door. And in this case, it was a guy who appears to be a bit of a loner and a 39-year-old guy who was reported to be disoriented and bleary-eyed at his arraignment. But somebody said there were gunshots in the night and three police officers showed up. All of them were hit with gunfire. One of them died.
0: The Breakfast Wrap with John Moore.
1: As, as we discovered, actually, we didn't just discover it yesterday. We were spoiling the deputy mayor yesterday morning by playing Depeche Mode because we accidentally played Depeche Mode for her the first time she appeared in studio, and she was totally grooving on it. She's younger than I am, but she seems to be a fan of all of the stuff that I'm a fan of. But uh, that's a bit out of the pocket. Um, nice bit of uh, blues on a Thursday morning. Thank you very much, Mike Gatherwood. Okay, so, um, pulling from the five things you need to know, first of all, I just, I, I find it heartbreaking that there is still this 37-year-old man who has disabilities and he has been missing now for six days and I just think, you know, can we find him and will this have a happy outcome? But he's a man with Down syndrome who has been missing since. Let's see, it's the 18th. I think it was the 13th he went uh, went missing, or the 12th that he went missing, and he's new to the Toronto area. So when you think about something like this, it's you know it can't be that hard to locate a person um, who may be in distress and maybe at large in the city of Toronto. So let's all pull together and I'll deputize every single person listening right now and let's try to find this guy and bring him home. Then we get to WestJet and this is very much a developing story because it appears that WestJet is starting to cancel flights even before the strike hits tomorrow. And perhaps that's not surprising because I was wondering aloud about, okay, do you let a flight go out if you're not going to be bringing it home? And so maybe WestJet has just decided, okay, it's inevitable, there's going to be a strike, pilots are going to be off the job, so we're not sending flights out. And that's a sad development when it comes to people like Nick Marano, who operates our show, and uh, he was supposed to fly out today to fort myers and he's at the airport right now and he'll let us know if he does fly but at the moment it's starting to look a little questionable and then one of the big stories obviously perhaps the biggest story of the day is the idea that mississauga and brampton are going to be set free i always think of that thing uh what is it if you love something set it free if it comes back Kill it? <laughs> is, is that what they say? I don't think so. No. Oh, okay. Uh, perhaps that's the more. If it doesn't come back, it was never truly yours. Uh, there you go. Okay. So I'm I'm thinking perhaps of the more dark ways of framing. You're just cutting you the chase. There you go. So it looks like Mississauga and Brampton are g- going to be set free. What does it mean? I have no idea. Because, you know, we're in an era where Toronto was amalgamated. I think Ottawa was was amalgamated. I remember when Montreal was amalgamated and it's still a mess. Um, You know, Montreal, the entire island used to be something like 25 municipalities. And then they put it into something called the MUC. And then ultimately they amalgamated it, it into Montreal. But then they also appointed instead of like having a ward boss, somebody would be a mayor. So Montreal continued, even though it was amalgamated, to have like 20 mayors. Um, so I, I have no idea what this is going to mean for Mississauga and Brampton, but I'm very happy for Bonnie Crombie and uh, Patrick Brown, both of whom are going to join us at some point on the show, because I woke up, as I do every day, at 2 a.m., and um, the one of the first things I found was a DM on Twitter from Bonnie Crombie saying... I'd like to be on your show tomorrow. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) you're in the news. And as a matter of fact, uh, the press conference today is what, 3 p.m.? So we'll definitely get the jump on things if we can talk to Bonnie Brown. I know that uh, Bonnie Crombie, Patrick Brown. No, I'm not marrying them off, Joe Cristiano. Um, Patrick Brown will join us at what, 8.20 this morning? Yes. Okay. So we definitely have Patrick Brown, and it looks like Bonnie Crombie Will join us just as soon as she wakes up, because I know you were going to send her a text, Joe Cristiano, at uh, at 6 a.m. Yeah, I I, I don't want to wake her up. <laughs> I'd I would feel bad. I'd imagine she's awake. You know, I, it, it's kind of like the way it used to be with. Um, uh, John Tory, you know, because John Tory w- gets up at like 4 a.m. in the morning. I don't know if he's doing that now. But when he was the mayor, he'd be up at four am, and he'd be listening to us at five, and he would send me a text about whatever I got wrong by five twenty. And speaking of would-be mayors, uh, without you know trying to show any degree of favoritism, I'll say that I had a coffee yesterday with Anna Bililu, and she's one of, you know, the preferiti, as I like to say, you know, she, one of the people who could be elected mayor of Toronto on the 26th of June. And we had a good talk yesterday. We had what they call in the business, uh, a meeting on background. And we talked mostly about housing, which I thought was, was interesting because I think issues in this particular race are safety in our city, safety on the TTC, the future of the TTC, congestion, and how Toronto is gonna pay the bills, And I I still can't figure that one out because apparently the feds and Queen's Park are like, yeah, drop dead. Um, But housing is one of those files that takes a certain specialized knowledge, I guess. And we spent most of our time talking about housing. And it was a very, very interesting conversation. And like I said, I was sitting with her and I said, you know, I I never endorse. I, I just, I don't, I don't. I will share information with everybody who's listening, but I do not make endorsements because I think that's kind of pretentious, to be perfectly honest, to presume that, you know, if I were to say this is the person you should vote for, that that matters. Um, But it was an interesting conversation. That's The Breakfast Wrap. Thanks a lot for listening. My name is John Moore. I hope we'll talk again soon.
0: You've been listening to The Breakfast Wrap with John Moore. Don't forget to subscribe and get the latest episode from wherever you get your podcasts. And listen weekday mornings from 5 to 9 on News Talk 1010.